Macmillan Dictionary defines bedroom eyes as, a way of looking at someone that shows you are sexually attracted to them. Dictionary.com as, seductive looking eyes or glances which are considered seductive. I have no idea what you people find attractive. None of the math checks out. You say cliche things and then exchange fluids. It's gross. It's time for the rules of acquisition. Hello, and welcome to the Rules of Acquisition, a podcast where we're going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the greatest TV show to, to, to do this. To do, uh, to do goo-fucking. Yeah, goo-fucking. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's... Splooges out of the bag. Uh, anyways, <laughs> my name is Wade Bowen. With me, as always, is James Nolan. Hey, guys. And Hugh Crawford. Hello. <laughs> and, yep, uh, we're talking uh, about an episode called, I forget, okay. someone where Odo fucks. Yeah, it's called, it's called <laughs> The Simple Investigation. It's episode 17 of season five. It originally aired on March 31st, 1997. And here is the IMDb description. It's, uh, Odo becomes romantically attached to a woman, to a woman working with the Orion Syndicate. Um, that is such a boring description. Uh, <laughs> boring episode. But, uh, no, this episode ain't boring at all. Odo fucks in it. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Confession. I forgot this episode existed entirely. This is a completely forgettable episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh my God. I am right there with you. Like, I watched this, <laughs> yeah. and I had a vague sense of, of seeing it before. I had no recollection. I was like, what? How did I forget? I mean, Odo fucks on this one. I didn't remember that. It's like, no. It almost no. is aggressively boring, because I know we've heard <laughs> of the Orion Syndicate, but literally it's talking about a bunch of races that we've never met. And a bunch of stuff, and like, there's, it, it's weird. This is definitely, I would say, the nadir of of the season. Maybe, yeah. I guess. So. I mean, it's not so far. I mean, can you think of an episode that's been as underwhelming? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's under. It's not that memorable. I, I don't. I mean, I would, put it I would way. watch Move Along Home before I'd watch this because at least that mm-hmm. evokes. Oh yeah, because <laughs> yeah. at least that evokes something funny. It evokes more. Yeah. The problem is, is that if we ever were going to go back and talk about this episode we would probably like wouldn't even remember the title like i barely remember it now <laughs> i don't know that's how forgettable it is um this this has a few strong suits going for it and i'll mention that going as we go through the episode but mm-hmm. right well i was watching it and then it dawned on me as like well this this feels the most quintessential 90s sci-fi that we've gotten in a long time in kind of like the tropes of 90s sci-fi of boring kind of like i don't know it felt like they were doing neuromancer basically or shadow run or cyber there's this cyberpunk themed episode because it's kind of it is a little like bit a, that. it's a noir episode with a data port in her that makes yeah. it sound way more exciting than i know right well i think that it's i think it's we're at a point and and this is actually a weakness of deep space nine and i think some people might say it's a strength and a weakness but i think it's primarily a weakness is this show sometimes wants to be Star Trek Plus. Mm-hmm. So this week it wanted to be Star Star Trek Plus William Gibson. Yes. Mm. You know, yes. like 
and and sometimes it wants to be Star Star Trek plus you know like Shakespearean comedy or whatever you know farce, and that's bad too. So th- this more than all the tra- like this isn't a problem Enterprise has. This isn't a problem Voyager has. They all have their own problems, but mm-hmm. this is a particular problem to just Deep Space Nine, and this is a prime example of that where it desperately wants to be something else in addition to star trek right because the i mean the noir episodes usually play pretty well this one is kind of lackluster there yeah this was okay so this was like all horrible ideas for stories it's based <laughs> on uh the writers staying up really late at night and watching amc good boy they're watching old noir films right yeah there's a 1952 movie called the narrow margin with charles mcgraw and mary windsor I And um, it's about a cop who has to falls for a dame (laughs) escort a woman. Yeah, uh, escort a woman who's a witness to a crime to a destination. But in the end, it turns out that she's not a witness. She's a decoy and a cop. And so he's been in love with her because of her victim nature. But it turns out that she's playing a role in a bigger story. And okay. it's well a little this is a little bit better than that i guess it's a, it's a part of the problem not just the script but the tone and not the tone but the fact that there's no chemistry between our two principles uh-huh. i mean it's the woman that they get to play opposite odo there's nothing no. between them yeah and i mean she not for like a trying but i mean i, I feel like that both of them are trying but yeah 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 she seemed fine but yeah there's not a whole lot of you know what this also felt like to me maybe cause i brought up kind of quintessential bad side it reminded me of a season one babylon 5 episode as well uh, yeah which i haven't watched any other seasons of babylon 5 so i don't know if it's like the other stuff too but maybe it's the neuromancer kind of vibe with it like the I, I wish i got more neuromancer <laughs> i wish it looked because when you neuromancer i think of like blade runner type stuff but yeah 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 but you know like she's got a data port in her head that's a very oh sure that's yeah. straight out and then you know right and consciousness can be stored on drives or yeah like shadow run which is also i mean it was a fantasy neuromancer ripoff but like the mm-hmm. Video games remind me of, and then you know, like if she accesses stuff, she might take some brain damage from the nerd. It's like, oh, okay, that's straight cyberpunk stuff, yeah, which you don't haven't re- actually seen a whole lot of in Star Trek, so it felt kind of like, oh, they're trying to go there in a way that Star Trek hasn't. I was like, oh, I bet, I bet Ronald D. Moore really wanted to do a cyberpunk stuff or something well, that let, came up. In the let's kind of get can we jump to that? Basically, how does this even I've seen this episode twice this week and I can't even remember how this this particular episode opens. It's is it Kira talking to Odo about it opens with the not quite pig aliens. Oh, those yeah. Going into the room with the Idanian and they zap them and they, they put some rug burns in the carpet. Look what you did to the carpet. That's right. The telltale rug burns. Yes, and they, they just move the couch over on top of it. As you would do. <laughs> Which, yeah, fair enough. And then, oh, they're doing a noir thing. And then, oh, because this is the closest we get to them returning to our man Bashir that we've had as well. Because got a new program that they're all excited about. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I guess if it had a subplot, it, it was their LARPing adventures. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, Dax can be Lady Wants Some More, and Nigel Dunlop is going to be Odo, and Julian's going to be, well, we know who Julian's going to be, but we are contractually obligated to not say the name. And 
O'Brien's going to be Falcon again. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we do have a brief weird scene of that later. Right. I mean, and it started with like, I, I, I will say this, that, that kind of shocked me is reading like the little stuff about it is that at this point, all of the writers and the producers are on board with Odo not being in love with Kira anymore that that's over oh yeah and so you know any way that you're supposed to look at this as like a weird rebound or anything like that is is not supposed to be encoded in there that's n- huh. um, well you don't get a lot of sense of odo still being hung up on kira yeah but you do get a sense of kira's kind of little bit jealous of odo getting with another lady which yes yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, because she, she's she kind of takes on the bedroom eyes look. Yeah, yeah, right. the bed, bedroom eyes. That's what we got to talk about, right? Cork hmm. <laughs> is talking about trying to hit up a lady about his rising tapestries, and Odo is like comes in the White Knight basically, and she's like, "You're here to uh, try to hit on me too." And Where have you been all my life? Pardon me. No, no, uh, no. That's not what I was doing. I was saw you looking at the 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 door and, it, and she's like oh i'm sorry i figured you wanted to fuck me too and I was like, it's like nope so talk, talk about what a fucking weird scene it must be them bedroom eyes must be those bedroom eyes of yours <laughs> bedroom eyes nothing about that scene worked <laughs> no like it was did. written it was well, written when quirk stops talking that then this the scene <laughs> stops working yeah basically <laughs> and it's written in such a way where I get that it's supposed to increasingly make Odo uncomfortable and that he's supposed to say uncomfortable things. But, but like, I was uncomfortable and confused, <laughs> like, through it. And I don't think that's what they wanted. No, they wanted they wanted you to feel that sizzle of witty banter between the two of them. Yes, it was supposed to be like that scene in uh, Out of Sight. <laughs> I was about to say Out of Sight. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would have made the episode work, but even the whole time. And when she calls him bedroom, she says his bedroom eyes, and then the camera cuts to him, and he has those like five inch like eyeball sockets. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is she talking? Bedroom eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. What, yeah. What kind of bedroom you have, lady? <laughs> then it cuts to like them in the cargo hold, and Kira's complaining about Gak tentacles grabbing her and yes. and Odo's just like looking at his reflection in a crate thinking hmm would I fuck me I don't know <laughs> do I have bedroom eyes I think Odo is as confused as me my <laughs> eyes are clearly <laughs> the fucking eyes of Skeletor <laughs> right and then Kira going to my little point about Kira she's like oh you should see that woman again I was like why because she's obviously very perceptive and Odo is like Meaning, meaning what? That I actually, and I guess the intimation is that Kira's like, yeah, you do have bedroom eyes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, okay, so, like okay, okay. So I'm not fucking crazy, and I get that. Like maybe things change over <laughs> centuries, <laughs> but bedroom eyes means eyes that are clearly flirtatious. And like hinting at a desire to want more. What about Odo? <laughs> hey, you can see real deep. What did the actor do to convey that? I don't know, man. Like, or uh, or was it supposed to be like hooker talk, where she's just feeding you a bunch of bullshit so that she can like get your two hundred dollars? Well, I, I think maybe that's what it was because I think 
I think you're supposed to think that he's being manipulated at this point in the oh, okay. story. I think so, but then later on, he says that's well, the first... Well, I'm he, just saying, she, you know, because later we find out that she was a mind hooker where yeah. people could jack into her mind, <laughs> right. and because it wasn't her body, it was no big... Like they could mm, they could fuck yeah. her in her mind, and, and it was no, no big deal. Which is weird in a world where you've got holodecks. I <laughs> right. just don't understand... Well, you want the crawling yes. in somebody's brain. It's late know. at night, you could, you don't want to go out to a right. to a bar. <laughs> Though later on, Odo gives his quintessential line. He gives to sneaky people. He says, "Oh, that's the first true thing I've you've told me." And she's like, "No, it's the second. The first thing was when I said you got those." <laughs> bedroom eyes bedroom eyes <laughs> <laughs> so in the future it's possible to hear a man say when i pay for sex workers i only pay for real sex workers and think that he's being kind of romantic <laughs> yep like because i could see that being like the yeah, like the, i don't like that artificial i i gotta know i'm dealing with the real thing that is dead inside and not attracted to me i like artisanal <laughs> sex work <laughs> well if we want to get really kind of dark and the seedy underbelly uh, it would be guys that are into it because it's debasing a woman who they know is not attracted to them <laughs> yes sorry yeah, you, you can make that okay <laughs> Jesus, wait. Uh, I'm just saying. It took a turn quick. (laughs) Phineas Prime is a dark place. (laughs) You learn not to trust policemen when you're from there. Oh, because she breaks, she's snuck into his office to try to, or steal data, and he's like, okay with it because she didn't get anywhere and he's like oh you've got a data port i see that and yeah she's looking for an idanian named talvid rem is the guy that got smoked at the beginning because she tells him she has a daughter that she gave up 15 years ago so he lets her go look for the guy because she didn't get any files and then he drops the charges on her because he's a nice guy and then follows her while she sneaks into the apothecary no the assay office to find whatever the guy left and yeah we can shoot by this stuff because it's boring (laughs) (laughs) and then they get more of that quirky banter when she's like i didn't think i'd set the alarm off oh i've been following you i didn't know i'm good too because i'm good too and some innuendo about Oh, would you would have let just let me go if I said I didn't find anything? He's like, no, I'd have you strip searched. And she's like, ooh, ooh, aren't you trying to get me naked or something? And he's like, no, what? She says that could be fun. Yeah, she's yeah. like, why are you well, trying that, to? That could be fun too. Why are you always trying to get in my vagina or something? Or she's trying to get me naked or yeah. whatever she said to him. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then he's like, you don't have a kid. It's like, what? How do you know? I was like, well. I could run some scans to see if you've ever given birth before. And she's like, I know. I think he says like I could drag you into the doctor's office or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. He was gonna he... have he's gonna have Doctor Bashir check her, check her out. <laughs> that's that's some fascist shit right there. I don't know, man. I'm like that was some that was some. Have you know. ever heard of a speculum? <laughs> fascist, fascist shit. Oh, that was supposed to be erotic. That one made it was supposed to be ero- erotic, but it, it made me profound. Uncomfortable with the <laughs> level of authority that Odo wields on Deep Space Nine in this utopian future. Yes. Yeah. Right. But and then so yeah, she's been working for Drain of the Orion Syndicate, the Green Skin People, though not really on Deep Space Nine so far. Because yeah, I guess because they use uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern as as assassins, and they're not green. I guess. Right. But, yeah. 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 The Syndicate 
is run by Orions, but it's like, you know, I guess all the maid guys are green, mm-hmm. but they'll they'll hire an Irishman to, to do whatever they need to. We were never going to get made, so we always looked at what was fucking Joe Pesci's. That would have been funny if <laughs> I didn't remember Joe Pesci's name. <laughs> <laughs> Polly? Polly? Uh, we always looked up. Yeah, yeah, no, Polly was Paul Servino. No, never mind. <laughs> right. Keep going. Yeah, they eat some hasperat or, yes. or a wrap, and it's spicy. Whatever. Even they uh, were like... They were sort of bored by their station light. Like, we've yeah. got two assassins, and they're like, I know they're supposed to be some sort of comic relief, but they were even bored with their They're st- supposed to be like, I mean, I think at this point, I mean, because this is, what is this, 97? So this is the height of Tarantinoism. Uh, like, I think maybe they were supposed to be tarantino Oh, yeah. Like, irreverent <laughs> assassins. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't. Playing. Like this is like the Royale with cheese moment. <laughs> so, what is this? Yeah. Is a hasperat? Yeah, oh, yeah. it's spicy. Oh, okay. oh boy. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the thing with even for the nineties, the the jokey, talky, uh, irreverent assassins are were, were also cool, and these guys are just like insect people. <laughs> like they're not cool. I don't know. They're anyway. They're. Yeah, they're fine, I guess. It didn't, trans- it didn't translate well. I think it? that probably that Renea Shaveria went into it saying that I was going to, I'm going to write the Sicilian scene from True Romance <laughs> at the end, like write something that impactful, and then like uh, it just it didn't happen. It's never right. Yeah. yeah. Then Odo is going to take care of her, keep her in witness protective custody, I guess. And so she takes her to a room and she's like, this is nice. And he's like, you ain't stand here, babe. And he teleports her to his room. Mm-hmm. And then, he, yeah, she talks about being a net girl, uh, mental hooker. <laughs> and she'd hear things every now and then. And and then she has that awful line about like, oh, I, I don't want to cry. The dead don't cry. <laughs> oh, I don't want to cry. Dad, don't cry. Mm. He's like, groan. <laughs> yeah. Odo's going to take a leave of absence to protect her if he has to. Because he's done some things he's not proud of. Like, he couldn't walk away from the Cardassians, but she could walk away from their Ryan syndicate. And, yeah. And and she's like, how? I, most people just see me as a hot piece of ass. And he's like, well. In, in their mind. Mind ass. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm very perceptive. <laughs> most people can't see past the surface, especially when what they see is so beautiful. <laughs> It's like, it's like, oh, God. Oh boy. <laughs> and then he's like, you stay here. I'm going to go investigate. But he doesn't. He just goes to the holodeck to consult mystery. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> mystery. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> pickup artist. He's got, I'm going to go, I got to go check out the pickup artist boards. Be right yeah, back. Yeah, I'm going to Roosh V's <laughs> Return of Kings to see how to handle this lady. <laughs> <laughs> he bought, uh, was it Bang, right? What's her fucking planet she's from? Bang Finea. Bang Finea. I got. I'm like full of half jokes today, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that he, scene was particularly fucking annoying. Yeah, Bashir's just like sexing up a hologram, and he's like, "Oh, you jumped out of that airplane at twenty thousand feet, and there's not a hair out of your place on your on your head." It's like, no shit, it's a fucking <laughs> computer yeah. game, man. And the then, the most the only line that I felt was real and came off as with any sort of sincerity is what Odo says to him. How do you know that that lady's into you? She's into you. And he goes, it's that kind of program. Yes, it's that kind of program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, how do, how, tell me, how do you know that she's like interested in you? Man's like, yeah, it's that kind of program. <laughs> it's that kind of program. I'm, I'm programmed. It's programmed to be. And then he's like, 
What are you doing here? Is there something? Ah, this is about bedroom eyes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck? Who's talking? And he's like, oh, everybody knows, man. Miles told me. Yeah, which yeah. is, I, I could see it's really emasculating to him. Yeah. And then later on, it would be really, um, like, anyway, but. Um, yeah, and he's, but he's like, what, what, if, what if she rejects me? And Julian's like, look, you just, you can't have any shame about it. You just got to go for it, <laughs> you know, or if she rejects you, be sure but if you don't go for it you're gonna break your heart will break from the loneliness anyways yeah okay so then the scene ends with like o'brien coming through the window and making jokey jokes but i just want to say the only person on the goddamn ship that's that's successfully entered a long-term sexual relationship is the guy that ends that like that you like walk away from (laughs) like ask o'brien right don't ask this dumb fucker like, yeah, come on. I thought you were more perceptive of uh, people than that. Yeah, so. Yeah. So basically, Odo is like Star Trek's favorite incel. And now he, <laughs> yeah, now right. he finally gets, he finally gets laid. Yes. Yeah, they, there's the joke that he's in a moving car and opens the window and then Bashir has to slow and drive. And then Falcon gets the drop on Bashir or James. Yeah, but whatever. It's dumb. I, I. I said that the LARPing in this episode makes me hate the future. (laughs) (laughs) And I I, I think of that, like, I'm like, I don't want to live that way, guys. See, I get it. I I, I would be in the holodecks all the time, (laughs) fucking everything. No, I don't. But that almost is different. (laughs) Like, me and my buddies, let's go to the holodeck and pretend like we're other. Like, I don't even, I understand, like, even if it was like, hey, let's, me, you, and Hugh be ourselves but go fight Genghis Khan or something. Like I get that. Like, yeah. but I don't get like, I don't know. I don't know. Calling, like having to, having to remember to call me by a different name while we're dressed up in costume. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, you know, I, I play some role playing games, but I don't LARP, but yeah, it would be, might be different if I were in an immersive hologram situation. I don't know. Because I think we're going to have some spare time for me to ask this question. Do yeah. LARPers play a game? Or do they just have you fight ever seen the LARP LARPers like yes. in real life? Yes. See, and I, but I haven't. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. I can tell you. I don't have firsthand experience, but I know a little bit more. There are roles to it. They don't have dice, but it's more of like a rock paper scissors kind of system. Oh, okay. Um, and then there's the magic where they throw bean bags and yell lightning bolt. Lightning bolts. Lightning bolt. <laughs> But how do you <laughs> lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt? But it's it's up to the throw of the beanbag. If the beanbag hits you, it's minus fourteen points or whatever off your it's HP. Probably, or... yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. So there is some game, yeah. to it. It's not just let's go fuck around like we're twelve. Yeah. Well, these guys, these guys, I see at the park on Saturday. Definitely look like they're fucking around. Like they're, they're not playing anything. Yeah, they definitely look like they're fucking around. They're not. They're not keeping track of their HP. And I always worried that they're going to die of heat stroke too. Because <laughs> probably they might not be larping because they're big guys in foam rubber in a park right. in the summer. Right. Yeah. There's there's larping, and then there's the Society for Creative Anachronism, which is just people beating each other with styrofoam. If if I'm correct. I don't know. Hey, listeners out there, uh, defend yourself if you're a LARPer. And oh my God, if any of you are LARPing and listening to this, I'm quitting <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fuck. 
It never dawned on me that anybody hearing my voice right now is actually somebody who dresses up and swings foam at other adults during on, on their days off. What about they don't LARP, but they're, they are furries? Uh, I, I got a little sympathy for furries. <laughs> you can't be in the comics business without rubbing elbows with What if furries? there were a sexual nature to their LARPing? The thing about the furries is I feel like they can't help it. Like they saw something <laughs> at a young age. Yeah, or they saw something and they're like they saw something and they're like, Yes, that is for me. <laughs> yeah, that I watched that Robin Hood Disney movie at a very <gasps> important part of my growth and sexual awakening, and now I want to uh yiff on some fox costumes. I get it. I saw my first furry in real life like a month ago <laughs> at the mall. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it uh, was like a, it was obviously a teenage girl, and she was like, she had a tail, and she had a furry, she had like sleeves on with paws, and she had a oh, like a hat, like a furry mask. Like she had a modular suit, she not had, like a right. all encompassing, not a mascot suit. She exactly, she had a modular suit, uh-huh. and she was holding hands with another young lady, and they were at the mall, and it was like a mascot holding hands with a normal girl. And, but they, you know, they were obviously teenagers and I was like, well, you know, they're, they figured something out. You sure. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you crazy kids. It's not my place. I don't know enough about first, but it seems like a young thing to do. Yeah. Like that maybe it's pre-mortgage. Like, <laughs> well, like, you know, you like, think, but I don't want to. Yeah. But as soon as you say that, then like the, the 50 year old furry <laughs> will start calling us and be like, I've been a furry for 35 years and. That's true, yeah. <laughs> right? There was, true. I mean, there was the the '90s black and white boom, with like albedo comics, and yeah. Well, we've we've brought up, yep, yeah, Omaha the Cat Dancer. Um, right? the cat dancer. <laughs> well, see, there's that's uh, one thing to like to read that shit and enjoy it on whatever level in the comfort of your home, but to mm-hmm. go out in regalia, I mean, like the, the full blown. In public is that's pretty because that's you feel like that's the, the skin that you're most comfortable in. That's a different level, man. Yeah, that's a different thing. But yeah, it's it's, it's something is imprinted on you deeply, and, yeah. and that, that, you're 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 with that. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking? We were talking about Star Trek. Well, we were talking about larping, <laughs> and then we were talking about yeah. how we hate Julie and and like they're right. all their larping. Yeah. And I and I and I almost made a hot take about how much the the new Robin Hood trailer made me laugh harder than anything I'd seen in a long long time. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen it yet. But uh, you sure. need to guys. You guys need to go watch. I've that. seen. The, I have seen the, that. The one with it looks like <laughs> he's actually wearing a hood in this. I can't stop laughing at it. It's so silly. But anyway, um, yeah. So we uh, were talking about um, furries and weird fucking. Yeah. Uh, Odo goes back to his room and she's like, "Did you find anything out?" It's like, "Oh, I didn't actually look for anything. I was just getting some <laughs> dating advice." And then they get some more uh, sexy banter. <laughs> Because and he just, like uh, he drives the car on this one. You yeah, know? yeah. She's like, "What are you reading?" Oh, it's just just a detective novel, and I figured it out by the third page because I'm real smart. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Odo man! I God, and she's like, just "Oh, not being an insufferable asshole just for <laughs> about your detective abilities, just for." But man, it turned her on. Oh man! <laughs> she and then she's like, "Oh," yeah. and then he's like, "I don't feel like reading." And then you get the bow, chicka one. <laughs> Music starts, and he goes in for that that the kissing. Oh. The big old schnoz mm. that the makeup gives him, and it looks like a Muppet <laughs> pushing against your face when he's... Yeah. I, 
And I get the feeling that, uh, you know, Renee Auberjonois is a classically trained actor and like an ethnic Frenchman. Like, I assume he's never really been like cast as a sexy lead in something before i don't i don't know maybe benson had a very romantic episode where the <laughs> but like you know he's never got to play that card but i assume that renee or on his prime could probably do that uh, you know but he's gonna have this prosthesis on and everything <laughs> and um I, I felt bad for him i read that he had to like have his full body shave i was wondering about i guess he's that. naturally a very hairy oh, he's naturally God. a very hairy man damn yikes yeah so he had to have a full body shave for this episode oh, I mean, oh, but, uh, yeah, oh man waist up like I guess. yeah 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 because because uh, he gets busy we're there for to that point in the okay. episode where Odo fucks. Okay, so let me let me start with the weirdest stuff here. <laughs> they debated heavily on whether he goo fucks or 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 man fucks. Uh, why not both? <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, but like, I guess I, I mean, don't doesn't he later go go fuck? Yes, he yes. does. That's, yes. How, that's how the scene ends. Is we're like, <laughs> she's like, well, why don't we try that? That sounds yeah. good. Well, that's but, just yeah. the hand, but like, don't they go? I don't remember later in the show, like in the seventh season or something. Doesn't he full? Oh, I don't know like, either. I don't. That's that's we're not there yet, so I don't. No, I know. Reference. I'm just I'm not saying who who, but doesn't oh no he no, I'm just saying I don't remember. So I'm not yeah, I don't I don't remember either, but. Uh, they wanted him to do that, which made me think of the episode with Penny Johnson. For well, uh, that's exactly what I thought of too. That's exactly. What, <laughs> yeah. I, that's that's the thing I enjoyed about that. I enjoy. Okay, well, you know, we're gonna talk about it. Like these these shows in the nineties leave a lot to the imagination about exactly what what's going on with the characters. Uh-huh. And now we've got a show like The Orville that just explicitly shows a woman inside a gelatinous creature yes like just just hip deep hip deep yeah <laughs> yeah and, and 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 clearly enjoying it i guess we should right. say well this and, Arissa is clearly well or she's a good uh net girl she's enjoying it <laughs> it's like they're having the banter afterwards and he's like wow he growls uh, the, yeah the uh captioning said he growled and he's, but yes, it's like oh this is slow and <laughs> she's got her hand her arm around like underneath his neck and she can't like the actress can't mess up with his mess yeah. his hair so she's like stroking the back of his head with her back of her hand not use like careful not to use her fingers and it's the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing if you go back and watch it She's stroking his head with the back of like her wrist, like careful not to mess it up. It does seem like it's one of those weird performative things that maybe like a sex worker would do, to, like <laughs> you know, to, to, to like to like establish a distance, an step, you know, like some form of distance in between, oh, like like a border. Yes, yeah, yes, like yes. how in Pretty Woman she doesn't ever kiss or whatever, you know. Sure. Right, right. Um, like maybe that was like I, I read. I was like, is she? Because you you still don't know if she's on the level or not, right? Um, yeah. He, and they say all of this, every trite thing about every character. <laughs> fucking, we never want to leave this room. Like that's said in literally every sex scene. Yeah. From nineteen twenty yeah. to nineteen ninety. Right. Uh, and she's like looking at his scowls. Like, oh, I. It looks a little. Your nose looked a little bit different. I thought I saw a curve. And it's like, 
oh, I have to work on my scale every day. And when you're in my line of work, and okay, let's okay, okay. <laughs> so she, he can't do faces, but he he can give himself nipples. That's the thing. He can give himself <laughs> clean nipples. Okay, so this let's talk about this. James Nipple Corner. We haven't had this in years. Oh yeah, Renee Ambridge and wants nipples. Um, I still think Baril has the best nipples, but like I maybe we'll give it to Renee because he he, he so and the, the belt needs to change. Yeah, Renee's got fine nipples. But okay, let's talk about like okay, so he's patterned himself after whatever the his the the chemist that found yeah 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 Yeah. okay so he there's a lot of things that you can infer visually from a human being by the way they're shaped one of which is not their genitals so he he just he just gave himself he's seen enough porn he probably has he because it seems like everything that he says that he's doing is a book I guess I'm just saying that, like, how many genitals has he... Yeah. He's Googled it <laughs> once or twice. He wanted, He's not talking about it, but he's looked it up. I'm sure he's arrested a naked guy before, James. I'm yeah. sure he's... Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> but a naked human, though, I guess. I'm sure in his line of work, he's seen a schlong. He even brings up some guy that's in the brig later. He's like, I forgot what he was. He's like, oh, he can't have the Rectatino anymore because he's, I don't know, maybe he's running around. It's a, it was a drunken disorderly anyways. Mm. Could have been naked. Yes, that's know. true. Now, okay, so <laughs> the first time you have a sexual encounter, I get you're both nervous and excited and all of that kind of stuff. But one of the things that would probably be nice that he can offer a woman is he can go, uh, I have a range of options for how you want <laughs> this to go forward. Would you like to see he's a, he's, yeah. Do you think that he gives her that option? <laughs> He probably just surprised her. He surprised her because he's like he tells her, "You're the first uh, person I've uh, oh yes she's been t- close with," and she's like, "Wait a minute, did I just steal your V card, man?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well, I mean, I mean, not not a humanoid. I uh, I uh, fucked a puddle one time." Now I wanted to talk about that for a second. I feel like before the factoid that he gave us about the writers being on board with him not being with Kira, I feel like they. At this point in the series, wanted to, to make it clear that that Odo has fucked a humanoid woman, so we, the audience, know that that's more likely to happen again. That's what they're doing with this mm. episode, right? Don't, yeah, well, I think that's kind of what I felt like. Yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely like we're gonna make. Odo a sexual being so that he can be one later on right, right? and have it make sense well we've yeah and we've we've mocked the show creators and desires to give char- characters a case of the not gays but um I wonder if with him like because he'd been rejected do they just like it's too beta or sad for him to like just be pining over a woman for the next for the rest of the show right. without some sort of sexual life without showing him move on yeah I think so yeah like we've set up that he's been in love with Kira for like two or three seasons now right so mm-hmm. you gotta either drop that thread entirely or establish a, somewhere to go with it and where if he's in love with someone before he either needs he, he can be over it fine but he should still be a sexual be or a, you've you've established that that's part of his character that he can be attracted to somebody so you can't say because he's over Kira that he's gonna be totally like a eunuch now yeah and I think that's that's true and like he's it's- talking to Arissa and he's like I mean, uh, you know, I I, uh, I fucked a puddle one time. <laughs> like, uh. And then, like, he was talking, I guess that he meant with Salome Jens? Yeah, I think so. Which is always, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I get in trouble for inferring relationships on the show. But it seems to me that their relationship always had sort of a mother-son vibe. Well, she's going to seem like a mother. Like, she's got that matronly yeah. air yeah. about her. I mean, it was. And also, and also, like, that 
you know, like a protector, like, you know, you don't, like, you don't know best. I'm giving, I'm giving you. Yeah. This, you know, I don't know. Right. We don't, we, you know, he's not specific. To, it's to not specific. I'm right. not, I'm not saying that they've yeah, specifically yeah. cast it that way. I just said that they've always like sort of wrote them with that dynamic. But it's weird because in our mind, that's the only one that we know. Like that's the only one we've encountered. Yeah. It is weird. Yes. I mean, I do like that. It's weird to an extent. My whole thing about like, keep the aliens, the alien to an extent. But yeah, you're right that she was kind of matronly, and that is kind of a weird angle to go with. But. I don't even. I mean, maybe the matronly thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions and then justifying, you know, subconsciously to justifying not. Yeah. But it seems to me that like it's also just like a power relations issue, and like maybe kind of cow cows to her a little bit. And so it just always came off as that. Right. But I mean, when they turned into fuck candles, it felt. We it seemed sexual. I guess so. <laughs> I guess if you went back, like I probably said that it did. I mean, yeah. I think I called them fuck candles when they melt together and their bodies intertwine. And I mean, that's what he basically says. Our bodies became intermingled, is what how he describes mm-hmm. sex with a, a changeling. Yeah. And he's asking. He's a little sheepish because it's his first time. He's like, could you uh? tell that it was my first time she's like no you're good it's fine yeah that, this is where i think that tv shows back then were written with less character than they are now this is one of those maybe where it wasn't the golden age where i i, I feel like that if it was written today there would be some joke yeah oh yeah he goes this is why i don't i don't want to tell you this but this is my first time being intimate and she would go it's obvious but it's okay. Like we can move on. Like I yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, okay. like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I knew that, but I'm here with you. Yeah, y- yeah, yeah, yeah. To give her some sort of character other than to just dote on him. <laughs> Listen, uh, I was a net girl. I was a <laughs> mind hooker. I, I, I can tell. I, I, I like it. You're, you're nice. I don't see a lot of nice guys like you. <laughs> mind hooking. <laughs> but then he showed her his changeling. You know, a fully functional uh, body. Yeah, yeah. That he he could uh, he can do what she wants, man. I don't know, like you know. Like, but he's also got weird sex powers because after he describes intermingling, she's like, "Oh, what's that like? Oh, it's it's a shame that I can't do that." And he's like, "Fuck it, let's mm-hmm. let's let's try that out." And he does. I mean, or maybe she's just a good space hooker. I don't know. But he he changelings on her hand and just like she's automatically kind of in the the throes of passion with it. Yeah. So he's got. I just took it as he's got sex powers. So it's not just feel like like the, like if if someone poured Nickelodeon gack on you. I mean, right. I, I don't know. She's like, not reacting like it's gack unless. I guess maybe he, you can. I don't know. Maybe because we've established. There's like a weird uh, psychic connection with changelings. There's an energy. There's an energy. Yeah. Because like when uh, they went back in time, because it was a mental telepathy thing from his changeling DNA back early on in the season. Oh, yeah. He's got Professor X powers. Yeah, he's he's got some weird orgone energy in his hands that he puts onto her. That's true. Okay. Maybe. Uh, uh, I'll I'll buy that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Sure. I mean, it's all... It's all speculative. Yeah. What I don't think is cool is the next day that your boss and all your coworkers <laughs> are talking about that you knocked some boots. Like I don't <laughs> yeah, like you're, that. You're like Worf. Then Worf doesn't really. No, approve. no, 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 no. That is that is the single best epi- part of this epi- <laughs> this episode. That scene. Are you kidding me? That is clearly the best part of this whole this whole thing. <laughs> that whole scene. It may be, but I was just I was just thinking about it like. That's weird. That would be weird. <laughs> what? That actually made sense with all the characters. Yeah, Dax is... Oh, I'm not saying they responded out of character. I just... Because I think that the the, the second part of this, the post-coital part of this, 
is all about like, and then maybe it's because of the way he plays Odo, but it is, it seems like that he did this vulnerable act and literally everyone on the show is there to like dissect it. Yeah. That, I like that. That's what I like about it. It seems like that added to the emasculation once it turned out that she was like a, a married super spot, you know, like, you <laughs> sure. know, yeah. And in the end and that, that everybody's like, uh, you know, like the, everybody's got to like put a hand on his shoulder at the end of the episode. And <laughs> well, like, we don't get to see that because it just kind of cuts off. Yeah, thankfully. But, but that's what happened. And we'll buy you a <laughs> yeah, beer yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and he's sure. like, fuck you guys, man. This is my- <laughs> well, that's what like Worf is like. Dax, Kira, stop. Worf and- is doing the right thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Look, Odo can take care of himself. It's like, is that a masturbation joke? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then Kira's a little bit like, no, he's, he didn't. And it's setting up that she's a little bit jealous almost. I don't know. And then Cisco comes in. He's like, where's Odo at? He's never late. And Dax is like, well, he's never late, but he's also never fucked before. <laughs> or he's also never had a lady over. And I don't, I don't, Cisco's like, that's nice. And then he looks at Kira and isn't it? Because there's a weird jealousy. I didn't even know changelings needed a shower. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> so, but even everybody kind of, you get the sense that everybody realizes that there's some weird chemistry between Kira and Odo. Like, oh, we know it, that you, they. I, I mean, know. I don't want to turn it into one of those authorial intent things, but they're really, they're really intent in these interviews. I mean, they they were done. Yeah, they changed their mind like five episodes later. But they at the time, this was they were they were done with that. Right. Well, I still it plays that he's done pining over Kira. That because there's he doesn't have any scenes with Kira at all, really. Well, the scene with the bedroom eyes. Oh right, yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, but he's not like. I mean, if anything, you get more setting up that Kira might be able to feel for him later on because she's the one that's kind of mm-hmm. uncomfortable with the idea of him being with people. Yeah, she does. She does seem like hesitant to acknowledge that Dax is right, and she seems very sort of uncomfortable with the situation. Yeah, maybe I think it was supposed to be like that. She had never thought of. Odo is a, right. Right. Well, she caught us. She saw his porn stash like a couple episodes ago. Right, and she's the one that says at the beginning when he's like, "Oh, you yeah. do have bedroom eyes." Bedroom eyes. Oh my! What the fuck is that? Oh, I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Renee Chavaria's life was like at the time. I think it, he had a wife or a girlfriend, <laughs> so it's I, not like I'm it's not, not reading a lot of weird personal the writers point of view in this because the bedroom eyes things just seems like it's weird it just strikes me as so weird it seems it like weird. an old time it's like an old-timey thing they're trying to it's add that, just tropes that though it's not veneer of old-timey hollywood yeah. shit on there but it's like just using a word without any sort of connotation to what it means it's just like, like but it's just, okay. yeah maybe it's kind of a joke because his eyes are so fucking goofy yeah that's what i but then with kira like if they did it with that scene but then it was with kira saying it to, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's just, well, Kira's just quoting what he says about it, and yeah, I mean, it's it's like the writer picked a list of like what are a list of descriptors that someone might say about somebody. It's like, oh, it's the eyes because eyes are where a lot of attraction happens, right? Sure, and then. I don't know. He's listening to a pop song about bedroom eyes. <laughs> just there in there. Like, <laughs> I, maybe it just it, it was weird to focus on a feature of his that's so predominantly 
unsettling. Right. That's the most unsettling part. Well, of they're his face. they're very perceptive and piercing, right? Mm-hmm. So no. maybe that's they're, they're no, they're just... not. They're really, really deep set and like dark. <laughs> but if you're and gonna jaded. if you're going to uh, <laughs> describe if you're gonna write a scene about somebody who's really perceptive, you might think that they have perceptive eyes, even though. You know, if you're writing a novel or something, not a TV show where you've seen his eyes and realized that they're not the sexy. I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to a, say. I mean, I'm not. I'm, yeah, it's a, I don't know. <laughs> don't describe him that way. I guess. <laughs> say how something are, about his demeanor. or How something. else are you going to describe o- Odo as sexy though? It's just you got to pick something. He's got a commanding demeanor. He looks strong. Yeah, that's he looks confident. Yeah, eyes are are a window. <laughs> to that <laughs> if they weren't know. like five miles back in his in his facial apparatus but well maybe yes. that's a human uh you know homo sapien humanocentric yes. view maybe aliens find that I, shit really hot maybe they're maybe i mean she you know it's shouting for maybe i bet it would have to be whatever planet she's from and bajorans both find bedroom eyes sure like, yeah so Maybe anyway, I, I, just because we don't see the sexual uh, heat that Odo's giving doesn't mean lady aliens. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess we should give the actress's name because she she does a fine job. I guess. Yeah. No, I actually, she says her lines, but the characters don't. Yeah. The two actors That's don't true. have any chemistry. They have no chemistry. Yeah. No. Yeah. And she doesn't make deliberate choices. Like I, I get that the, her the, her nature has to be vague, but it doesn't seem like she makes any sort of bold or interesting choices with her acting to, to help tell the story. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like that's the script is kind of playing with tropes and it's not nothing seems like very I don't know. It feels like that's I guess why I agree. I agree that it's playing with tropes. I agree that this is it's kind of written by the numbers nor like it's so formulaic it's so formulaic that it yeah. yeah, that it's hard to be engaged with it at all really. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so She's off doing something, and uh, the other Idanian comes in. Well, she's still in his room, and he's at work, I guess, and says she's a spy, and the crystal that she's been trying to bargain for, I guess, is that she stole from the assay office and that Drame wants back or whatever is her memories because she's a spy, and that's what she wants, and then they go to find her, and she's made a deal with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, Tarantino, Mm-hmm. Assassins and uh, they they do the I don't have a weapon Macarena. Oh yes, yes. The long oh my god, like that was the thing. They were doing these things where I was like, they could skyrocket through this plot line, but like they're taking their time with these scenes. But are they trying to set a mood? Because I'm just not into it. <laughs> I think it's they got 44 minutes to fill. Yeah, everybody turns <laughs> around. Everybody turns around, and so to show that they don't have. Gun. I mean, she just like I don't know. Yeah, she, she turns around and she, yeah, I don't have a under her kimono style pantsuit. Right. And then they they have witty banner, and she gives them the she gives them the crystal meth, or does she? I don't remember. She gives it to them, and that it they're tracking it because it has a quantum signature that they can track to the cargo hold, I guess. And then all the doors open, and Odo gets the drop on them. They punch. They there's punchy punchy. And yeah, two hand punch. Classic Star Trek. He gets one of those in. And she's been a sleeper cell agent this whole time and didn't know it. Right. She's been undercover for two years. And they had to wipe her memory because Drame employs telepaths to do screenings for all the people. And mm-hmm. uh, and then Odo is sulking, pulling emo. Like, you know, she could have gotten killed, you know. And it's like, yeah, she signed up for it. Yeah, like, I, 
Yeah. Like, if you said that the plot was Odo falls in love and has sex with Felicity from the Americans, then, like, that like that sounds more interesting than this episode was. <laughs> it does, right? <laughs> yeah, like, even at the time, I was like, oh, well. All right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, I- I'm married. And he's like, fuck, that's weird. Yeah, she comes okay. back in with, the, she's got the Idanian ridges. Yeah. And she's got the, the vagina hood <laughs> where <laughs> the, the Idanians wear, like, weird robe hoods but when she's got it she's got a low coat shirt on and it it looks like a vagina to me but maybe i'm a perv <laughs> it definitely reminded him of that probably <laughs> yeah um, and Oda was like why you got to twist a knife <laughs> and then like for this whole scene where everybody's talking about this his boss is there this goes there <laughs> you telling me that she is that <laughs> yeah her memory's white She's like, yeah. yeah, so everybody knows. That. And then she comes in to say goodbye, and, and, and she's like, I fell in love with a woman who never existed. Mm. It's like, no, she did exist, but I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> and will I ever see you again? I don't know. Nope. No, you never nope. will. Thank God. <laughs> no. Yes, no, no, no. I'll never forget you, Odo. And it's like, well, I never even knew your real name, lady. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even say it. <laughs> Uh, and then he turns and awkwardly looks out the window. And he wrote in his diary, now that I've gotten that first one out of the way, I expect to get pooed on the rig. <laughs> <laughs> he posted to the yeah. r slash incel board. Yeah. Yes, I'll r Sorry, guys, I'm leaving. I got laid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the XR slash X incel. <laughs> um, oh, my God, this episode is fucking boring. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was going to say this episode is really I mean, it's it's the worst episode of the season. Probably. I'm going to say I'm thinking so. Yeah. yeah. And its biggest sin is not that it's awful. It's that it's boring. (laughs) That's it. Mm -hmm. The story is relatively tight. Yeah. One thing they don't they don't mess around too much. It's just every scene is just painfully boring with the absence of any sort of chemistry between the two leads like or or <laughs> tone there's no real tone that's set throughout this that's what like they don't have like again i, I hate to, like just because it's to me it's the epitome standard of like chemistry between a man and a woman in movies it's that out of sight yeah like if they had had just a like a fraction of that kind of electricity that that movie has because i mean it's not that impossible you know she's a criminal right right uh, who's trying who's got a you know who's when did out of sight come out like they this did- fucking year man <laughs> right. Well, they, <laughs> right they didn't have it to compare to yet i know but like <laughs> it's not that uncommon but okay like uh what's it called the re uh, the dax and that da- uh, yeah dax and her ex-wife yeah, yeah rejoin um yeah, yeah that just crackled with chemistry and sexuality and like oh, yeah. if that if this did that well, and, well, you know what? It sounded like this needs was Avery Brooks taking two weeks to direct this Avery one. Brooks took two weeks to direct this, yes. <laughs> but they're in the middle of the season. They're just like, all right, let's just knock this one out. Yeah. But I don't know why. I've always, always, from all the things, I mean, they don't say anything. But it's just it's from reading around. Like, I don't know if Avery Brooks and Renee Abergenois got along very well. Because it seems like they're men of the same type, of the same, you know, sort of, they've had the same sort of trajectory. They're probably just real professional about it. I'm sure they're professional. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think that they're being babies. But I just wonder if they prob- yeah. two men at the same kind of point in their career, but I, I, I don't know. I just... I feel like, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I bet they had a Spock-Shatner relationship on the set. I guess, like, Aubergenois feels like he's a guy that could joke around on set with everybody else and have a good time. Mm-hmm. 
from everything I hear, like Brooks was not like that. Avery Brooks got along with everybody, but he was just so business. He's like, yes, he, you know, yeah, he, was, he wasn't. He wasn't Avery. He was Mr. Brooks to everybody. Yeah, he had that like sort of. I guess pastor air that exists. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of, I don't think he was Shatner, where it was like it was all self regard. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, where am I in the shot? Why, you know, like it's not like that. Like, I'm I think sure he, he was, was a, just like he was a g- giving actor. You know, right. like a like a generous actor. But like, I feel like I had professors in college that were just so serious about their crafts and mm-hmm. acting, and now and that they wouldn't joke around about it. You know, and like they they were fine and they were fun. Yeah. I guess at times, but they they weren't fun Mm -hmm. to hang out with you know but you could always work with them and you respected the shit out of them you know is this also when the american history x stuff was going on i wonder maybe that was like that was 1997 i think that was 1998 and that was a no notoriously horrible shoot that shoot was like a thing of legend of how bad it was oh yeah because edward norton was full edward norton edward furlong was full edward furlong is he still with us? Yeah, he has. Yeah, I so. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. He's just real fat now, I think, but he's still with us. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think that there was a lot of... Oh, Kess was in that that movie? I never saw oh, it. Oh, shit. But... You've never seen, oh, you've seen American History X? I know, I know. I know. I, it's, uh, it's hard. I wonder what I would think of viewing it now. Because yeah, of, I haven't seen it in 20 years. I mean, it's real. Yeah. It's pretty damn electric. But nonetheless, I wonder if he had that going on. That was probably a nightmare for him to... But also, like, you know, personal to him. Yeah, like, yeah. It seemed like that role was kind of tailor-made for him. Right. So, I don't know. But, um, yeah, this episode was a fucking loser, man. No, none of their <laughs> special powers was put into this episode at all. All right. Well, do you guys want to go on to the rewatch meter real quick? I mean, I, it's a zero for <laughs> yeah. me. I will never remember this episode. Yeah. Ten. No. <laughs> yeah, I I'm going to put it at a two that's probably as low as i've gone so far yeah i don't yeah. think we've ever like, gone that low no. what about you james you're probably with oh me it's, a, it's a zero it's, it's a, a zero, zero. yeah i mean i literally forgot this one existed and i was like what i was trying to think like i was gonna make some sort of joke where like well if i go ahead insomnia and i was gonna go to sleep i would but like <laughs> even then now i'm still I, like watching this from two times for this podcast i'm still just mostly spinning on my phone <laughs> like, I was like, "What? Well, try to stay focused on this. Try to stay focused on this. Ooh, Met Gala uniform, like Met Gala dresses. <laughs> like I was trying not to. Yeah, I, I, it's a zero for me. All right. All right. Well, what do you think the good people of IMDb think? Six point seven. I do want to say before I give my thing, I, I will say that Ira Stephen Bear said, "I think we do crappy romances, but in terms of romantic shows, this wasn't a bad one." <laughs> It wasn't a good one either, dude, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was um, better than the fennel one with Cisco's psychic ghost no. lady in red. Yeah, I mean, probably that, that was. was. But that was more offensive, so it was more interesting. I was more engaged <laughs> yeah, with that because yeah. I was more shocked by yeah, it. Yeah, totally. You yeah. had something to cling on to. No. Yeah. Uh, All right, this, James, what do you think? Oh, fuck. Uh, what did you say again? 6. 6.7. 6.7. You I, don't need to know. No, I'm going to go by 6.5. Oh, my God. Well... It's a it's a oh. 6.6. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'll share it with you, James. Yeah, we share it. We, we split this one. Yeah, I split this one. That's the first time that's ever happened on the show. All right. Well, on that note, I think we should move on to voicemails and emails. I think yes. we should. It's, if we get to them, it's, oh, this has it's been too long since we've gotten any of these in. So, well, oh, so. yeah. All right. Bloop. All right, do it. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Have you never been with anyone else before? Not with a humanoid. Once, on my home world, I 
had an experience you might consider sexual. But never with a woman before. Could you tell? Oh, we don't have time for voicemails. We're going to go straight to this, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I was going to ask if if people want to get a hold of us, what should they do? That sort of thing. But we did have time to talk about LARPing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Well. yes. I'm sorry. The, the furry <laughs> slash LARPing conversation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, keep going. Yes. If, <laughs> if people want to get a hold of us, what should they do, I guess? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they should give us a call. Do it. Yeah, give us a call at 917-408-3898 or shoot us an email at rulesofacquisitionpodcast at gmail.com or if you want to support the show, well, tell people about it, I guess. Tell a friend that will listen to it, but if you really want to support the show, don't do that or give us some money or if you <coughs> want to do it that way, support us at Patreon at patreon.com slash kickersofelves. That's our Patreon page where we will give you extensive uh, bonus content that might not be about Star Trek and about other sci-fi or things that happened in the week or other culture that we want to talk about. You can find it at patreon.com slash kickers of elves. Yes. Awesome. Can Odo, can Odo come? Oh, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> I, think, okay. I, I think he is made up of the stuff so he can make it go wherever he wants. And on that right, note... So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, once it gets away from them, it just turns into goo again. Right, just comes. Yes, I think we've we. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Rules of Acquisition. We hope you join us again next week as we go through another episode of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine for Wade, James, and myself. Three to beam out. <laughs> Do you know the cunt weasels that run this show have a call in line? where you can express your DS9 wishes and DS9 dreams into their ear holes. They will play them on air and try to be nice to you, because one day they hope to sell you Blue Apron snacks and underwear made out of Modal. The number is 917-408-3898. That number again is 917-408-3898. You will probably want to talk about how hot Dax and Bashir are. That is great. These pretentious asses also love it when people say they are wrong. So feel free to do that. James will probably go off on a knowingly obtuse rant about construction issues or political sophistication. We know you love that. Again 917-408-3898. Did you know that some Deep Space Nine podcasts have more reviews than us on iTunes? Doesn't that piss you off? Please review us on iTunes. We need to feel loved sometimes.